we here at Hameen Media Group proceed to grow exponentially month by month. And we could not do it without our army of loyal listeners, as well as the absolute best sponsors in the free market today. Hameen Media is proud to give our 100% guarantee that our sponsors offer the absolute very best in their respective industries. And all of them offer products and services that will be of tremendous value to you. Not able to go to a gym? Or would you rather train at home to improve your health, lower your risk of getting sick, or have the body you always wanted? Then check out Stevie Richards Fitness, the most valuable workout program you can find in 2020, costing just a fraction of what the big companies charge, but with unmatched superior quality at StevieRichardsFitness.com. And after your workout, you'll probably be hungry, but how can you be sure what you're putting in your stomach is of premium quality? can't speak for other brands, but we can speak of Zordo's olive oil. Does your olive oil at home say ultra premium? Ultra premium is a distinction that olive oil brands can only legally claim if they meet very strict standards and guidelines. Most olive oils cannot meet such rigid requirements, but Zordo's olive oil does with its imported ultra premium Greek olive oil. Taste the difference for yourself at Zordo'sOliveOil.com. And speaking of consuming quality products, it's important to start your day off on the right foot. Don't run it by drinking watered down bean juice. Wake up and have a cup of bro, bro. With the Coffee Brosters, the only place you can get the limited edition Vince Russo coffee. Organic Nicaraguan fair trade coffee roasted to perfection with notes of milk chocolate and walnut straight from the farm to your coffee mug at thebroasters.com. And of course, you can't profile without style. And what better way to look stylish and support your favorite independent wrestling talent than with some swag from Pro Wrestling Tees. Offering original merchandise for your favorite pro wrestlers you can't find anywhere else and a great way to give back to those who sacrifice their bodies for our entertainment. Check out all the latest and greatest pro wrestling shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors as well as our loyal listeners. We cannot do what we do without you, and we are only just getting started. We cannot express our gratitude enough. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Hey, if you're looking to, if you're looking to like make your house better, yeah, come up, boy, up. You're now listening to another episode of the 10 Man Podcast. Season 4, Episode 2. So today, I'm bringing you pretty good podcasts, alright? Because shout out, Heyman, or Ben Heyman uh, Media Group. Uh, Heyman Hammond. The great Ben Hameen. Uh, for putting us on. Uh on the network potentially we're gonna be uh getting scoped out this week uh, thanks to uh matt schaffer um uh, shout out um homies um however it's uh unbiased uh he's just uh, he just let me know about the opportunity and uh 
uh, put me to the uh, privy information. And so uh, we are going to be doing in, in in account of being recognized by uh, Ben Heyman Media Group. Um, I'm going to be bringing you guys a top 10 wrestling finishers of of 10 men. All right. Of all time. All right. So this is like finishing moves that like I feel are going to uh, like are like the best, obviously. And for me, um, there's one thing that I have to put a caveat to this because like um, I, I, I'm very biased to wrestle uh, finishing moves that um, require any type of uh, like like turnbuckle ropes type thing like I, I just don't like those like like n just for the efficacy right the efficiency the effectiveness whatever have you all right I I I find like the best finishing moves are any like the ones that you can pull off anywhere like in a uh, you know a hardcore match like in the back you know uh, in the back in the locker rooms you know like if you can't do your finisher because there's no like ropes like Rey Mysterio unfortunately you will not be making this list because you can't 619 in a hardcore match that's that's all I'm saying like you can't there's no way you can do that you can't rikishi bomb anyone maybe you can and that would just be gross like just rikishi bombed out of context of wrestling in a ring you know like i think that's more of a human's rights violation if you get rikishi bombed outside of a ring like like you're someone's gonna fight for your social justice there <laughs> all right anyways uh let, let's get into this because um i'm going back you know back in time um so I'm a 90s kid, you know, I was born in 89. Uh, so basically like, you know, I grew up with the WWF transitioning to WWE, but I was also there for like the WCW Nitro, uh, Monday Nitro Wars with, you know, Raw Is War by WWF. So I was, you know, I grew up with the, you know, considerably best time of wrestling. Um, I, I would say because, you know, like Stone Cold was huge, you know, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Bret Hart, yada, yada, yada. But we'll be getting into those names. I'm going to go ahead and start off with like one, like, like he's not my favorite wrestler or this isn't my like most absolute favorite finisher. However, when I was a kid, uh, this, uh, th this uh, finisher, I couldn't really say out loud you know when you're asked to spell it or have to say it or anything it's kind of embarrassing but this made popular by uh the badass billy gun of degeneration x and you can suck it because that's how i used to fucking roll got i got suspended from school in uh, fourth grade because i said suck it with the you know degeneration x as many of you did but anyways i'm gonna go and say the famouser as uh, the first uh, mention on this list, all right? One. Now, the Famouser is like a leg drop on someone's, the back of their head. So that's, that's a pretty good move. I mean, essentially, anytime you make someone's face slam to the ground, I feel like it's very effective. Um, and then the fact that you can do it anywhere to knock someone out um, is obviously like huge, all right? You're not, you're not limited to you know, props or, or like, 
kinetics of having, uh, you know, tools, like, well, I know I just said props, but like, the, the ring in, in terms of like, you have to do it from the top turnbuckle, like, sure you can jump off some someplace high in, in the back, you know, uh, for the, you know, the ramp to the ring and stuff, or, or whatnot. Yeah, we've seen that, where they jump off ladders, but it's just like, like, it's not... It's not the that instant KO. It's not that one hit it and quit it type thing. It's like you gotta, you can't jump from the top ropes and then your dude's at full health and you knock him out. No, like you you gotta like you know, like knock them down and then they're like kind of dazed for a little bit. Now you can fucking and do it. But I'm that's not to say that there might not be any of those types of moves on the list. Okay, but I want to open it up with a, a very strong move, the Famouser. All right. And now, um, based on that, okay, I'd like to just go ahead and, in between, sprinkle in some honorable mentions, okay? Now, in this, the first one, uh, this is my first, like, favorite, um, like, submission moves. Uh, obviously, it's not like a finisher, per se, to knock someone out. However, submission moves can finish people. That's why I'm going to put these as honorable mentions on my list, right? And the first one is the ankle lock, all right? Uh, the first time I ever seen it, Ken Shamrock. The first time I ever felt it, hurt like hell. Uh, thank you, Derek. Shout out, Derek, um, for doing that ankle lock on me as a seven-year-old kid. You suck! Being in thriving pain. All right, anyways, uh, that being said, we're going to go ahead and switch over to our next uh, next uh, move, finishing move on the list, right? Now, this probably, if not my favorite wrestler of all time, like 1A, 1B, okay? Two. This is the sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels. I mean, it's the super kick, bros. Like, but the thing about this, this super kick is he has to tune the guitar, all right? He basically stomps on the ring three times and he just hits up that um, like backwards knife kick type thing. I mean, like, it's like a heel kick. That's all I can say, it's, it's, it's amazing. The first time I ever saw like it executed, uh, I was definitely an avid user of that in fake wrestling matches in my backyard with my cousins. Shout out cousins, Mikey, uh, let's see, Chris, Robert, uh, Julian, and uh, Jay. Like, I remember just basically smashing, smashing like walls and getting sharpshooters and all, it's all those, you know, fun horse roughing, roughing play like as, as children so shout out the sweet chin music because that was the first one i ever wanted to do to someone because you know like it's something that doesn't require too much athleticism besides the fact of being able to have uh, the flexibility to execute it that's not you don't have to be really flexible i mean you, for those of you guys who are wrestling fans you know what the sweet chin music the sweet chin music is and so um that being said um, another honorable mention I'd like to drop off is um, one that was the setup um, typically to the Sweet Chin music, um, uh, the elbow drop. And I know Shawn Michaels didn't just do the elbow drop. It was made famous by like Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, and actually, that's literally the only other two people. Those are the only two people I can remember that like heavily used that elbow drop. In fact, like I think that was Macho Man's like finishing move was that elbow drop from this uh, top rope. So that being said, that's an honorable mention. Um, so the first two, Famouser and Sweet Chin Music. Uh, next uh, finisher on the list. Three. Gonna be the Stone Cold Stunner. 
Now, this is iconic, alright. Alright, y'all already know what's going on. Like, this is the most, I would say it's probably one of the most effective moves because, like, um, the fact that Stone Cold uh, doesn't just do the stunner, he there's a setup kick every time he does a stunner. He you don't he doesn't do it without doing that like gut kick to set it up. And like in, in my opinion, like it's not the Stone Cold stunner without it. And then in, in real life, I would say that would probably be the most one of the most effective ways to fucking like destroy someone. Like kick them in the stomach. Now they're like prone. And then, D&D terms, alright, uh, and then now, um, they're gonna be susceptible to damage right there. That being the Stone Cold Stunner, alright, and, um, I mean, it's, the, it's one of the most iconic wrestling moves, I mean, like, there's so many compilation videos of him doing a stunner, and, shout out, uh, uh, shout out people who are really good at acting that stunner, uh, taking it. And I know The Rock is really good at taking that. Um, but uh, let's see. Another uh, honorable mention I'm going to mention is the figure four leg lock. Uh, it's when I figured out how to do that when I was a child, um, doing it on people and, and then letting other people do it to me in terms of feeling how it feels for the excruciating pain. Um, it was one of those, mo like, the funnest things to do because it's like, like you don't know about like pressure points or joints being uh, really like like utilized like that until like you're you experience submissions yourself. You know what I mean? Like when you have these maneuvers done to you and like you realize like uh, where leverage is and like how you can. Uh, you know, position yourself to have advantages in any type of, uh, like, scruffle or whatnot. And, I mean, wrestling obviously was a bad influence to many of us. But, uh, I mean, like, it was a combination of being mature and, uh, which is tough as, ch as children. But, like, you know, and good parenting. So, hopefully, hopefully, like, some of you guys aren't fucking hurt and can actually still walk after all your years of rough housing and jumping off roofs and whatnot i don't know if you guys actually did that <laughs> all right anyways i'm gonna get to number five or number five number four four number four on the list uh there's no specific order to these like i said this is just my top 10 finishing moves right so uh recap famous sir sweet chin music stone cold stunner those are the first three number uh, four right here is gonna be the pedigree made famous by uh, triple h hunter Hearst helmsley uh He's, I mean, the game back in the day was cool. Like, I, I, to me, I always thought it was weird. Like, the dynamic between Triple H and uh, Mike, Shawn Michaels uh, back when D-Generation X was, like, big. Like, I always thought, like, Shawn Michaels like, the leader of DX. But then, like, when he lost to Stone Cold St Steve Austin, um, I think it was, like, the Tyson being a guest, guest ref for that match. Like, when he lost to to Stone Cold, like, DX turned his, their backs on him and stuff, and it was like, it was a weird dynamic. Uh, like, so, based on me being like a, you know, a geeky, like, Shawn Michaels fan, like, as a ch like, b before 10, you know, um, I, I, I low-key hated Triple H because of that. I, I don't know, I didn't understand it was just writing, so, 
yeah anyway but i mean the pedigree like regardless of like me my distraught for um the triple h early character um or you know post dx character rather <laughs> um the pedigree is super effective i mean like i said i already mentioned how if you smash someone's face to the ground uh, and this one in particular is um he, he grabs your head sticks it between his legs so your face down grabs your arms and hooks them with his arms and then jumps down uh, lands on his knees with your face still in between his legs so like I mean that's damage gross damage alright now another honorable mention I'd like to mention I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on a wrestling network I don't know if it's taboo if it is I'm so sorry if it's not crippler crossface in real life wow that's one of the most effective like submissions ever and like I'm not gonna say I, I'm pretty sure you can't say this guy's name, but like, like that in like wrestling networks. I'm I'm not really sure what the taboo is, but like in obvious. No, I know the story. All right, I'm not gonna go rehash anything. All that information is out in public, and you guys can figure that out. Um, but the crippler crossface, right? One of the best moves I've ever seen. One of the most uh, painful things to experience. And this is not even like. This is an honorable mention. I have to put it as an honorable mention because like, like I said, this is like, it's a submission move. You gotta make someone tap. So like, uh, it's hard for me to make that uh, be one of the like, the finishers, you know, something that's gonna knock someone out. Like sure you can pa make someone tap or pass them out, but like, it's, it's tough to just sit there and say, like you can start the match and and then just hit them with the crippler crossface and you're gonna tap out in the first 10 seconds. The likelihood of that happening happening ever is unlikely. That's the reason why it's an honorable mention. Uh, it's the fourth honorable mention. Uh, so as you can see, I'm doing like this whole back and forth thing between what's on the list and what's not on the list. All right. So hopefully you guys like that little tidbit. I mean, I just want to give you guys more opportunity for my thoughts on uh, on all like on the criteria of which i'm grading these all right so next uh number five on the list right here five made famous by a couple people all right the first guy uh was an ex-football player the next guy was he looks like shaggy from scooby-doo oh man am I, am I allowed to say that dang my bad hopefully he doesn't just do this to me the spear um, made famous by Edge and um, Bill Goldberg, um, but basically the spear, right? Like it's just a tackle, but like when it's executed the way that they, those both, those two gladiators do it, right? Like it just looks like the worst thing to take to your chest. It's just a basic tackle to the chest, and then like you get decleated essentially in football terms and you know most mo of the time you take a spear you're gonna get pinned um and like i said this move requires literally like like you you don't need any props you don't need the ring you can do it anywhere and it'll look devastating like and and potentially knock someone out like like i said like all these moves that are on this list are gonna knock someone out right that's the criteria all right so but like I said, as an honorable mention for uh, number five, the number the fifth honorable mention is going to be the mandible claw. All right, made famous by Mick Foley, you know, mankind, Cactus Jack. Uh, 
What's the other one? Dang, am I a bad wrestling fan? Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love. Okay, shoot. I am not a bad wrestling fan. All right. Anyways, the mandible claw. All right. This thing is the grossest thing you can have happen to you. Another man puts something inside you. All right. This is one of the worst things that can happen to you. But like I said, I can't put it on the list because you can't just start off with it as a man. It's, just, it's not going to entertain anyone. You know, if you get lucky enough to put your fingers in someone's mouth and then make them pass out by, you know, like shoving your fingers like, you know, pressure point underneath their tongue, like, ouch, like, sure, you got it, but they could also bite it off. And that's why I can't put it on, on the actual finishing list. However, because, you know, he because mankind paired it with the uh, the Sako uh, hand puppet that he used to wear, like that made it even more devastating and gave it so much more entertainment value. This is why I had to put it as at least an honorable mention here for for this wrestling top 10 countdown. All right, so that was our first five, um, uh, you know, top finishers plus honorable mentions. Let's get down to the next half here, all right? So the next uh, thing I'd like to put on the list. Six. Oh, and the next finisher, not thing, um, is gonna be the Tombstone Piledriver, all right? Actually, in particular, either either or the tombstone or the pile driver. I know um, there's there's been many variations of the tombstone um, because before, like I believe Undertaker used to just jump down um, and just land on these motherfuckers' heads and stuff. But like, but like then he did that slow like just land on his knees slowly thing so to prevent people. But like. The reason why I bring this up is because like they had to remove the actual move, the pile driver, uh, made famous by Owen Hart, uh, because it literally ended people's like careers, like landing on that part of their necks, and like it's an actual devastating move to do to someone, the pile driver, basically sticking their head between your legs, lifting them up, and then proceeding, uh, uh yeah proceeding to sit down on on their head like after lifting them up in the air like ba basically it's it's life endings and i mean the devastation caused like i said and the efficacy of being able to just do this anywhere especially if it's it's made worse that's if it's not in the ring if it's like in the locker room they're just laying on cement that's like not cool um that being said it's number six on the list all right um one of the most effective moves, the tombstone pile driver or the pile driver. Like I have to, like I know those are two separate moves. However, to me, they they're executed. Uh, I guess they're not exactly the same, but they're they're executed to the same delivery. Where like you lift them um, perpendicular, not perpendicular, parallel to your body, but they're reversed. They're upside down compared to you. And anytime you're lifting someone to drop them on their head, that's not going to be a good time for that person taking it. All right. Anyway, honorable mention. I have to go ahead and shout out the biggest and buffest dude I ever seen when I was a kid. All right. This is Lex Luger. All right. The torture rack. All right. The torture rack. One of my favorite submission moves. Um, I could, you can, I mean, you can get done to you. I mean, it's basically. It's limited to being like done to like by someone of massive strength. So it's it's not. That's why I couldn't put it on the list. I feel like uh, a lot of these moves that I'm mentioning don't require like 
a lot of like physical attributes that uh that other people may not like have just normal people you know what i mean like like as long as you have technique you can execute most of these moves however um the torture rack is one of those where you literally have to lift someone on the shoulders and then you're basically trying to wrench their back with their back towards your back on your shoulders so you have their neck hooked um by your left arm and then your your right arm has their thighs locked and you're just pulling them down making them bend the opposite way they don't bend so yeah shout out the torture wreck all right um number seven on the list this list right here is it number seven seven oh, shit do i not know how to count one two three four five six yeah number seven on this list right here it's gonna be um the uh the power bomb the um part you know power bomb in, in general like i i know it's at this point in wrestling in the modern era like the power bomb is more of uh, like you know like a a suplex like it's a standard move that everyone should have in their repertoire but like like uh, i remember a few people who had it um was it kevin nash and and even uh like the american badass uh fucking undertaker the last ride like those those power bombs were like pretty devastating from people of like that stat stature being seven footers um and i mean you're basically it's it's one of those like moves too in wrestling where like when you when you first see a power bomb you're like oh okay this is like circus shit because like you flip another human being to go up to your chest and then you drop them down like there's some i mean there might be a little bit of like awkward touching <laughs> i would like to say but like at the same time like you know when you're grappling someone and you're just trying to uh pin them down eventually like sometimes you, you might have to like go through some shit like that i don't know <laughs> all right anyway honorable mention sharpshooter i know i mentioned this at the top of the hour but the sharpshooter didn't make the list because like i said it's it's a submission i i don't feel right putting submission moves maybe you guys can you want to comment on something like this maybe if i'm wrong about submissions not be, uh, deserving to be a finishing move comment it let me know on apple podcast leave it in a form of five-star review and i'll be able to you know say it on air if there's if you guys have any conflicts with i'm with what i'm saying um i'd love to hear back from you anyways um yeah uh the sharpshooter though like once I learned how to do it to people, like that's that was the funnest thing to do is try and see who can take submission moves the longest, or see if you can do a submission move to one of your your cousins or homies. And that was that was the life as a '90s kid. You just hope hopefully no one died or got hurt. And in our case, my case, no one died or got hurt. Uh, so shout out some responsible wrestling kids. All right. Um, anyways, um, next thing on the list, next finisher on the list, right? This is, uh, I believe, number eight, number, number seven, eight. Eight. I think eight. Yeah, number eight right here. It's going to be, um, I would like to throw, like, more than one move on this because there's, like, ma many variations of this. It's, like, um, the RKO, the diamond cutter, the 3D. I kind of, like... 
the, the 3D by the Dudley Bros, uh, Diamond Cutter by Diamond Dallas Page, RKO by Randy Orton. Obviously, um, uh, those moves kind of just have like that quick strike, like you pull it off right away. It has like that stunner feel, but like, like it's not as heavy. I, I feel like um, it's more of a quick strike type uh, finisher, where if you catch them, it's gonna hurt for them. It's it's basically um, you just grab their neck, snapmare, stunner status, and then you, you drop down and, while holding. I mean, it's basically a neck breaker, yeah, but inverted, I suppose. So it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. All right. Um, I personally like that move because of how how fast you can do it. Um, like our, like Randy Orton showed an early like post Attitude Era. Like when he was like this shit 2010s, like that, like that move was one of the best reasons why he was on top besides his mic work. And I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of like fell off, huh? Like you, they, they kind of stopped writing shit for him. I don't know. I didn't really like, I, obviously I'm not like the biggest wrestling nerd. However, like I am versed. Okay. I am versed. I can, I can talk about it a little bit. You know, I, I at least know these moves that I can present with two, two uh, from the bottom of my heart and say these are the best moves in wrestling. And the, like I said, the whole immediate factor being able to knock them out anywhere, like, like in the building, okay? Doing it outside, not in a ring, like, there's the efficacy, the effectiveness, the efficiency of being able to do that is huge, all right? Now, this is going to be the first non, like, I believe, okay, no, look, no, no, never mind, never mind. I was going to say this is going to be the first, like, non, like, submission move for an honorable mention. However, I do have to mention this honorably because this man, the icon, all right, when I found out what his finishing move was when I was, like, like, a little bit older like you know in my pre-teens i suppose i was like what people got knocked out by this move and it's the leg drop all right i didn't know the devastation of what a leg drop could be but i mean now you have to frame it with hulk hogan doing it with his tree trunk legs landing on your neck um after taking a big boot to the face i mean like that was always a setup, the big boot to the face and then leg drop to the neck. I mean, he put out many opponent with such a simple move. And I think the whole, I mean, it it almost deserves to be on this list for me be, just because like, you know, um, you can pull it off anywhere. But however, the thing that really makes it for me like, uh, like as an honorable mention is the fact that it's just, you have to set up, you, you can't just do the move. You, they have to be knocked out, they have to be on the ground. And for that fact, I can't make it a top 10 finisher, right? It can't be a top 10 finishing move if you have to do some other shit to finish it. You know what I mean? Like if you gotta do some other fighting before you can do the leg drop, like it's kinda like, like Stone Cold, for example, for the stunner, all right? He'll be doing a promo in a ring, having like going a back and forth with Vince McMahon, and all of a sudden, kick him in the stomach and do the stunner. He doesn't have to knock him out first and then do the leg drop. No, like that's very like, you. how do you sell that? You can't sell that. I mean, the way Hulk Hogan sold it was he was the biggest 
baddest like American winning machine in the in the 80s. Like that made sense. Like, we we had a lot of pride back then. Shout out America. All right. Anyways, that's why um, this had uh, the leg drop had to be number eight honorable mention. And it's not like an order. Like it's dead. it's just the eighth one on this list that I'm mentioning so far. All right. So we got a couple more. Um, right now, I want to go ahead and talk about nine. The GTS go to sleep. All right. Now I hate Cookie Monster, Cookie Monster Punk. All right. His mic works good. Uh, Matt, uh, you said that. I mean, like he's one of the best on the mic for promos, and I believe it. I mean, that's why he did UFC. He was trying to sell himself. Obviously, he tried his best. He wasn't like you know up to snuff with actual warriors and gladiators but obviously that's that's not important in wrestling it, what's important in wrestling is you know being conditioned and when your number is called you're ready to put on that show and so i respect that and the fact that this gts move though all right the gts move is actual devastation like anytime like i said face is being attacked with something blunt like the ground or something else this one is particularly uh, just the knee, all right? So he has them in like a fireman's carry and then uh, throws them off his shoulder and he uh, the guy's face lands on CM Punk's knee. Like, oh my gosh, like the, the, the execution of that. And how do you fake that? That's what I always like to say about wrestling moves. Whenever I have to go, how do you fake that? Like, did you practice that 25 times before this match? Like. That's so some crazy stuff. How do you just sit there and take that punishment? And shout outs being able to take punishment, do those moves, cut promos, and sell the shows and matches. I appreciate the wrestling. I pre appreciate the art form that goes into wrestling. And that's why I have to bring out the GTS because it's one of those moves that require both wrestlers to be really good at wrestling because um, it looks like the, the, the opponent who's taking the GTS to the face he has to land on his leg at the same time as landing on CM, CM Punk's face or else he's really going to take a knee to the face. So that's that's some athletic ability right there and I, I truly respect that. So now, as the next honorable mention right here, speaking about speaking of um, athletic ability, we have this swanton bomb. All right, So this is a basic front flip landing on someone's stomach from the center of the ring. However, Jeff Hardy, the, the person who made this famous, obviously with Matt Hardy and Matt, uh, the Hardy Bros, like um, it, this is like one, like the most one of the most stylistic aerial moves that I could even think of. And I have to mention this. I mean, there's so many like aerial moves I didn't mention on this pot, even as um, even as honorable mentions, I know I mentioned the air, uh, the elbow drop, and this is like the only other one, the Swanton Bomb. But there, there's like you know the five star frog, frog splash. There's you know um, the 540. Like there's there's so many moves that you could do, but I like this efficacy of uh, the efficacy of the Swanton Bomb in particular, the effectiveness, the efficiency, because there's it's, it's really uh dependent upon just having style and the athleticism to do it and basically like it's not overbearing for like technique you know what i mean like so it's basically trying to do your best simplest move you know what i mean so i respect the art form in the swanton bomb because of that and i mean it just looks cool it was cool for so many years i mean like man 
and like at that time when the hardy bros were like big i, I remember it was like the the cruiserweight like division was like dying off there's no more lightweight feather like light lightweight like light heavyweight uh wrestlers anymore there's no juventud guerreros or like it was the only guy we could think about was like ray mysterio jr and like there's no more like takamichi noku type characters you know so uh shout out you know swanton bomb jeff hardy honorable mention on uh you know this this top 10 right here all right so to round out um the uh the deserving top 10 uh finishers here 10 i will i'd like to finish it off with the f5 by brock lesnar all right this this now this is the only move here that i feel like really requires like strength and upon the the wrestler alone like this is this requires brute strength and force and it's just basically ragdolling someone off your shoulders and it's, it's amazing it just the way he does it is so powerful this man looks so scary. You do, you do not want to be taking no F5, all right? Anytime you get thrown off from a position that you can't, you don't see where you're gonna land, it's it's not a good time, all right? And that's why I, I mean that's that's the last one on the on the the top five finishers, all right? Brock Lesnar, former NFL player or at least tryout, I think I believe. I think he was. I remember just him having like a character on Madden, like legit, like he was like 72 overall defensive tackle. So like, that was dope. I think it was like Madden 2001 or something. So that's that's really cool. Maybe maybe later, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the earlier Madden's on like PS2. Anyways, uh, like everything else, there's gonna be one more move to talk about, and it's gonna be an honorable mention. It's uh, the most electrifying move. In sports entertainment history. If you smell what the rock is cooking. The people's elbow done by the rock, okay? I have to mention this because I thought it was the dumbest move in the world. Like literally, like I don't know why anyone would sit there for 30 seconds on their back when they're in a wrestling match and let some man do all those theatrics just to land a little elbow drop. And and I understand it's the the effectiveness is way much more like it's it's less it's it's is less devastating than the leg drop because it's like the elbow drop and the kick is always better than the punch based on reach and based on the leg uh, based on a thigh to a bicep ratio I, most people's thighs are probably gonna be bigger than their biceps uh, i assume i don't know at least that's how it is for me like dang and i, I think i'm just a average dude like Anyway, um, the people's elbow, I, I thought it was the dumbest move, but you know, at the same time, anytime you're taking an elbow without any bracing, like to the chest, it's probably gonna hurt like hell. So like, I mean, the fact that The Rock had the balls to make that his finishing move, when he had like the spine buster and the rock bottom as like signature moves, like dang, like I, I, respect, I respect it because there was so much theatrics it got so many people hyped, so much lost merchandise. How many elbow pads did, did he have? You know what I mean? And the fact that he sometimes would just pull off his left one when he already threw his right. Because you know how wrestling matches now are like before in the 90s is one finisher done. Now it's like three finishers and stuff, and then they're, they're finally done. Like that's some crazy stuff. 
And it shows uh, the resiliency in the writing, I think, uh, to make these characters seemingly more stronger and like being able to take more of a beating. And I mean, shoot, regardless, it is a huge beating. But anyways, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, leave a like and comments and subscribe and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to be on, I'm still on Facebook and stuff and shout out Ben Heyman Media Group. Uh, check them out on Facebook. They have so many, so much content. They're one of the biggest wrestling uh, communities out there. And so go ahead and check them out on Facebook, um, Spotify. I was well, Spotify. I don't. I'm not uh, too uh, sure of the avenues, but uh, I know Ben Heyman Media Group is available on Facebook. And I know they have a website. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, appreciate them putting us on. Hopefully the listeners there enjoy uh, today's podcast and you guys can go check out the, the catalog I have on many other top 10s I've done. Topical 10s is what I do as well. And I rate things out of 10. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, and until next time, have a good day.
Are you interested in joining our elite roster of sponsors? From now through the end of the year, Hamid Media Group is offering special rates as we continue our exponential growth. As we expect to hit 3 million downloads in the first half of 2021, giving you the absolute best value for you to advertise your company, brand, product, service, or podcast. We encourage you to reach out at Group at gmail.com and ask us how we can give the Hameen Media Bump to you.